Hey friends, Dr. Motley here and welcome to the Ancient Health Podcast. And today we have a very special event. Dr. Josh Axe is going to teach us about how to heal leaky gut. Dr. Josh Axe is the co-founder of Ancient Nutrition. He is the founder of DrAxe.com and he has taught worldwide and has been in many publications over the subject of leaky gut. So we're going to listen to some tips, some advice about what are the signs and signals of leaky gut and what are some of the basic steps that you can use to help prepare and heal your leaky gut. So without further ado, let's get into this talking about leaky gut with Dr. Josh Axe. Hey guys, Dr. Axe here, founder of DrAxe.com and Dr. Functional Medicine. Today in this video, I'm gonna share with you the nine warning signs that you have leaky gut. And I'll tell you, leaky gut is a probably one of the most overlooked health conditions in the world today. And it's something that can be causing your food sensitivities, thyroid problems, issues with your adrenal gland, and just basic issues like gas and bloating. And according to the father of modern medicine, Hippocrates, he says, all disease begins in the gut. So not 50%, not 80, 100% of your health issues really begin in the gut. And so if you do have a thyroid problem, let's say, you don't wanna treat the thyroid, you want to treat and start working on healing your gut, which in turn will help the thyroid. And what leaky gut is, it's mentioned in almost every, every uh, all of the latest health books from books like Grain Brain and Wheat Belly to a lot of the books on the paleo diet today. And leaky gut is where you start to get larger openings in your intestines. And so proteins like gluten can leak through and other, uh, and parasites and a number of other issues can leak through the gut, get in the bloodstream and then cause systemic inflammation throughout your body. So if you really wanna heal your body, you've gotta to start to repair your gut lining and that helps heal your entire body. And so here are the nine warning signs that you might have leaky gut. Also wanna encourage you, make sure to take my leaky gut quiz and that will tell you if you have leaky gut and how severe your leaky gut is and what program you need to follow to start to correct that. So number one warning sign that you might have leaky gut, and by the way, if you have any one of these nine issues, that means that you have some form or some type of leaky gut. And the first one is food sensitivities or food allergies. If you have any food sensitivity, let's say you consume dairy and your nose runs a little bit or your body doesn't do well with that, or let's say an issue like gluten, that's a warning sign that you have leaky gut. So again, any food sensitivity or food intolerance. Number two, any type of basic gas or bloating. That's right, even just basic bloating issues or gas or let's say cramping of the stomach. If you have any digestive issue whatsoever, it is undoubtedly a sign that you have leaky gut. Number three, inflammatory bowel disease, whether that be IBS, uh, Crohn's disease, also of colitis. That's actually a warning sign that you have a very severe form of leaky gut and that should be really corrected and you should start working on healing those issues immediately. And inflammatory bowel disease, um, also what I would kind of consider to be in that realm is just chronic constipation and chronic diarrhea. If you have any one of those issues, if you continually have loose stools or you have less than one bowel movement every single day, another big warning sign that you have leaky gut. The next one, number four, is autoimmune disease. Now what happens is, is those gut lining opens up and they're called tight junctions and you get basically a hole in your net. That's how your intestine acts to where certain things shouldn't be able to get through. Well, if that starts to open up, proteins like gluten and casein can leak into your bloodstream, cause inflammation of your entire body. And if that goes on and on and on for a long time, eventually your body, that's when this autoimmune response starts kicking in and you can develop other issues like 
uh, even type 1 diabetes or rheumatoid arthritis or Graves' disease or Hashimoto's or lupus or fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue. But autoimmune disease is a big warning sign that you have leaky gut. Number five are thyroid and adrenal issues. Again, if you have hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, adrenal fatigue, big warning signs you have leaky gut. And because again, those molecules that leak into your bloodstream recirculate and cause inflammation of those specific organs. The next warning sign you have leaky gut is joint pain or rheumatoid arthritis. So if you have any sort of joint pain, we've actually found that repairing your gut actually helps heal your joint pain. Number seven would be any type of malabsorption issues. If you are deficient, even though you're getting enough nutrients uh, through the food you eat, remember this principle, you aren't what you eat, you are what you digest. And so what you are digesting is so important. And for a lot of us, we're deficient in vitamin B12, in zinc, in magnesium, in iron. And so if you have a vitamin and mineral deficiency, uh, or you, sh you may not even know it, you may not be tested for it, but that's malabsorption. And that's a sign you have leaky gut is that your body isn't actually absorbing properly your vitamins and minerals, or they're not broken down properly, so they're not absorbed. Number eight sign you have leaky gut are skin issues. If you have any type of acne, any type of rosacea on your skin, any sort of dry flaking skin, eczema and psoriasis, those are absolutely linked to leaky gut. And so again, this is surprising to some people, but there is a gut skin connection. If you start to heal your gut, your skin will clear up and look amazing. And last but not least, number nine, mood issues, whether it be anxiety, depression, uh, bipolar, um, even sort of other brain issues that can happen, uh, and behavioral issues like um, ADHD and even autism, issues of the brain. And there are a lot of books coming out as well now from my colleagues that are showing that there is an absolute connection between your gut and your brain health. So if you want to overcome uh, emotional ups and downs and improve your focus and brain function, you've got to heal leaky gut. And I will tell you right now that if you really want to practice true medicine, you've got to get to the cause, that underlying cause of your health condition. Stop treating the symptoms out there, start getting to the root cause, and healing leaky gut can help transform your life forever. So I want to encourage you to do this. Take some time now, take this leaky gut quiz and find out where you're at on that scale of having leaky gut and then start taking the steps to fix it. My four steps are number one, remove the triggers, those things that are causing leaky gut, things like gluten and sugar. Number two, thing you need to do is start replacing those with foods that help heal and repair the gut, like bone broth and, uh, and, and fermented foods with probiotics. Number three, you need to have the right supplements in your diet that can help repair the gut, uh, supplements like uh, digestive enzymes. And number four, you need to start re-inoculating your gut and loading up with probiotics. And so again, taking a good probiotic food and supplement can also help follow those four steps. You're gonna see great results. And hey, take this quiz and you'll be able to find out exactly how severe your le leaky gut is and then steps you need to do to fix it. Hey guys, this has been Dr. Axe. I wanna say thanks. I hope you've enjoyed this video. And hey, make sure you like this page as well uh, on, on Facebook. And hey, help spread the love. More people need to know what the root cause of their health issues are. So again, help spread this for us. And want to say, hey, thanks, guys. So let's discuss with even further detail leaky gut. I want to reiterate what we have learned about leaky gut through Dr. Axe's seminars, through his teachings, because I want to make sure that everybody out there has a clear uh, view of what this condition is. Leaky gut is a condition where the stomach and the intestinal lining can actually be damaged. 
In our culture today, we have heightened amounts of refined sugars, starches, carbs, trans or fake fats, and these can become very inflammatory, causing an inflammatory response in the lining of our digestive tract. When this occurs, it can actually decrease the immune function within the layers of the digestive tract, but it can also increase the activity of certain types of chemicals to be released. Namely, one is zonulin. You've heard of that, Z-O-N-U-L-I-N. And zonulin is a chemical that your body responds to inflammation with, and it allows the small junctions in the pores. These pores are in your digestive lining, and they are there to help with nutrients, vital nutrients to get from the digestive tract, from your small intestine into your bloodstream. Think about that. The nutrients go in through the pores into your bloodstream, and that is then transported to the heart, where it's then distributed to all the tissues of the body. So basically, what you eat does become the things, the building blocks, the things that build you up. So whenever you have heightened amounts of inflammatory foods, it damages the mesh. Dr. Act talks about it being a protective mesh. And when the lining is damaged, zonulin can increase, inflammatory reactions increase. So you start to see where these pores start to get wider and wider. Zonulin is not a bad thing in itself. Zonulin actually allows fluid at many times to pour back into the intestinal area. Why? Whenever we eat something that have a bad virus or bacteria, things that need to be flushed out through diarrhea, you'll actually have fluids dumped back through the pores into your digestive tract to flush you out. So it is a protective chemical in the body. Now, when we have a culture where we are raised on high amounts of sugar and inflammation, we have too many toxins in our environment, these pores start to enlarge. And then you start to see the signs and symptoms of these types of conditions rampant through our nation. So I wanted to go through some of the signs and symptoms with you and give a brief description through the nine signs and symptoms about what is going on. So let's talk about uh, leaky gut and bloating. Well, first let's start with food sensitivity. So we have food sensitivities. And when you eat foods that um, are healthy for you, but maybe in the past, in your history, you had foods that were high in starches or carbs or you know refined sugars. When that damage is done, many times it can actually damage the HCL pumps in your stomach. It can also damage and impair the signaling mechanisms between your brain and your stomach. So we call it rebellious stomach chi. The stomach is not prepared to get the food that it needs to digest the foods you just ate. So the acids are not there to actually tear down the foods. You have the uh, pepsin, pepsin signals to your stomach to start to create HCL. HCL then breaks down the foods and then that food is broken down the stomach. It turns into mush and then goes into the small intestine. But what happens with leaky gut is food sensitivities increase. And this is because food particles are not fully digested when the digestive tract is inflamed. So you have this digested, undigested food pouring down into the small intestine and these undigested food particles start to slip through the enlarged pores that were caused by the high inflammation and the zonulin release. And this allows those undigested food particles to dump into the bloodstream. And as that happens, your body will call on the antibodies and also the inflammatory agents to signal to the body that there's a foreign object in my bloodstream and it is not safe for me. So then you start to see individuals that start to have sensitivities to foods they never had before. 
Now you'll start to have many individuals that have sensitivities to gluten, to soy, to corn, to dairy, um, even the good stuff. I have people that have very high amounts of leaky gut and they're uh, basically very allergic to greens. They're allergic to foods you think that would benefit them like good nuts and berries and um, good vegetables and good proteins. Why? because they've allowed too many food particles that were undigested in the past to flow in. And now, since the stomach is so weak, even the good particles are not digested fully. And so it's not a, basically a, a nutrient. It is basically an object that the body goes, I can't understand what this is, so I have to go tag it so the immune system can come in and take care of it. So you'll start to see individuals that never had a problem before and they're sensitive to everything. That is the reason why this can occur. The foods are not fully digested and the gut lining needs to be healed. We're going to go over some things to help this repair. Also, too, I wanted to talk about how we can talk. Uh, also, want to talk about how bloating and gas occurs because of this. Now, when you start to get bloating and gas, your body will respond to food sensitivities to undigested food particles in the in the bloodstream with an allergic reaction. Another thing happens when food is then passed into the lower bowels, especially the small intestine, into the colon. You have certain types of bacteria that are living inside your intestines that actually help digest the foods. And so one of the things that can damage flora is high amounts of refined sugars, unclean water. Uh, too high amounts of trans fats or fake fats and even starches that are not healthy for the body. One of the biggest things we see is the use of processed corn and soy in this culture. And you see it in all the snacks and all the candies. But this can feed the wrong type of bacteria. Now, you usually have good bacteria. I don't know if I like to use that term good and bad, but there's different forms of bacteria. Bacteria eat the foods you give it. So bacteria, depending on the strain or the, uh, the species of bacteria, will release hydrogen gases, and they can actually create different sulfur-type sulfur type, um, gases. And these types of gases can actually create bloating and distension within the body. So whenever you have this methane and this hydrogen gas that's being built up, it's a natural response because bacteria eat the food and they produce gases. They have a metabolism like you and I do. So whenever you start to see gas and bloating build up, you know that those bacteria in your gut are feeding on the wrong food sources. Whenever you have uh, too high amounts of sugars or starches, they are going to feast on that because they like glucose and sugar to run their metabolism. Think about whenever you have, uh, when individuals make wine or beer, what do they do? They add yeast and they'll add different things to the, um, to the liquid so that it can actually ferment and actually create more alcohol and ethanol. So the same thing's happening in the gut. A lot of the bacteria are producing ethanol. Sometimes they produce different types of chemicals and this can cause the gas and bloating in the body along with the methane and the, the hydrogen. So that is one of the mechanisms. You've got to cut out the high refined sugars and you have to heal the gut because you don't want any of that excess toxins from the bacteria. Even in the form of gas, they can release other toxins that then go into your bloodstream and cause even more allergies. So that is one of the signals there. Now, inflammatory bowel disease, that was number three. And like ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, loose stools, and constipation. Again, this is one of the mechanisms that you see when there's improper inoculation by the proper floor that's needed to be in our digestive tract. When you damage the digestive lining 
and you allowed food particles to go into the bloodstream. They say that there are a natural amount of lymphocytes or lymphocytic structures within your digestive tract. And those hold and house white blood cells to actually fight off the infection. So let's say a parasite or a bacteria gets into these pores and starts to try to flood into the bloodstream. You have white blood cells there to go out and attack those infections. So the better these structures are, the healthier you are because you have a good defense mechanism. But you'll start to see like with ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease that many of these areas in the lining are damaged and scarred. And so the immune function is very, very low. And so you'll start to have infections run rampant in the digestive tract. In fact, you'll see infections like H. pylori, E. coli, uh, Giardia lamblia. You'll start to see these types of salmonella, these type of infections get into the lining and create further distress. And at times they're often missed because these infections don't necessarily stay in the lumen of the stomach and, and the small intestine and then get identified through a stool test. They actually will go undetected and incorporate themselves into your lining so that the antibodies don't find them that easily. So that you start seeing ulcers show up. You'll start seeing Crohn's. You'll start seeing small pockets of diverticuli get inflamed because they etch away and eat away at the lining of your gut. And over time, fecal matter or uh, improper purities or toxins get into these small grooves and toxic areas and they just feed more and more. So you start to see where Crohn's comes up, you have chronic gluten sensitivity, you have celiacs coming up to play. It's because the digestive lining has been damaged so high from the infections plus the improper diet. Now, I'm not trying to sound negative. It is a matter of preparing your gut, healing your, your gut, and then taking in the right foods and even the right supplements, which we're going to talk about in just a bit. So you start to see we talked about loose stools and constipation, how this is a direct effect of like ulcerative colitis or Crohn's. Well, if you have loose stools, it's because your body's trying to push out too many toxins. And if you have constipation, you probably have parasites or an infection that's reduced the neurological activity within the digestive tract, within the colon so much that it can't push the fecal matter out properly. So that is an explanation. Number four, let's talk about autoimmune. Now, autoimmune is an activity of the body where your tissue can actually house or have infections in your own tissue and then your own immune system goes after it and attacks it. In other Western uh, studies, they say that autoimmune is basically where your antibodies have created an attack on your own tissue. They're starting to see a lot of research where they're finding that infections that are running rampant can actually embed themselves in your tissue and your body will tag that tissue as the enemy. It's like when you see uh, if you were coming to the house and uh, you saw somebody inside the house that was basically your house and the door is locked and they're in there taking all your stuff. There's robbers in the house and you try to break open the door because there's a robber in your own house. So the police come and you try to go in there, but at the same time you damage the house by trying to break into your own house. That's kind of a horrible analogy, but that's exactly what happens autoimmune. Whenever you have this problem with leaky gut where the tight junctions open up, it can create inflammation because you have all these undigested food particles running around. You have all these infections running through your bloodstream, and these things can attach and actually implement themselves within your own tissue. Now, RA is a good example. Rheumatoid arthritis, lupus within the digestive tract, even forms of Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid turning in against itself. 
Now, these infections like Epstein-Barr virus or parasites or Lyme infections have been known to etch their way into the thyroid. Even on autopsies, they found spirochetes and Borrelia in the thyroid. They found themselves, they find that in the joints, and basically with people that have had corroded joints, have had, had knee replacements eventually, they found out that they've had infections throughout the joint. Uh, that gives you RA and lupus, where you have all these digestive issues because the immune system has tried its best to get through its own tissue to go attack something else. Now, there can be definitely genetic issues that go on here and environmental toxins that are embedded in the tissues. But there is heavy, um, uh, there is a heavy inclination in, in Western medicine that shows that there is starting to show infections highly correlated with different types of autoimmune. But leaky gut, if you can heal the gut and not allow the infections to go rampant or the undigested food particles, you will not allow those things to attach to the organs, allowing the immune system to go after those organs. Like when they say gluten, gluten attaches to the thyroid. And what does the body do? It starts to attack the thyroid. So people start to get Hashimoto's. So I wanted to explain that to you. That's why autoimmune is a problem with leaky gut. You have too many things going through the bloodstream trying to find a place to set up shop. So number five is going to be adrenal issues. Adrenal issues, um, I say thyroid and adrenal issues are very, very dear to me because I treat it every single day. But think about the infections. Let's look at the mechanism. You had the infections going to the bloodstream. You had the undigested particles. And then your immune system has to be kicked in to go and find out what those things are, what the problem is, and how do we get rid of it. So the thyroid and the adrenals are basically your spark plug and your turbo. Your thyroid kicks on right when you get a stress indicator. Your brain signals to your thyroid that something's wrong. So the thyroid will then produce T4, which is then converted to T3, and this will then go through your bloodstream and attach to your cells so that your cells will then make more ATP, energy, to fight or run from a problem, i.e. your infections or your food particles. And then your adrenals kick in with adrenaline and cortisol to help support your thyroid. That makes sense. They're basically helping each other, the thyroid, the adrenals, and eventually, if they get tired out, the testes in men, the ovaries in women will actually kick in because they produce certain types of adrenaline as well. So you start to see fatigue in the thyroid, the adrenals, and the reproductive organs because of these infections and these food particles and a leaky gut that allows you to travel through your system. That will lead to exhausted thyroid and adrenals and reproductive system, which means low testosterone, less est low estrogen, low progesterone, or imbalanced levels imbalanced levels, improper levels of thyroid hormone, and again, adrenal issues, insulin, and cortisol. That is how that works. The next, number six, is joint pain. Joint pain is one of the biggest things you will see in Chinese medicine. When you have dirty blood, when you have infected blood, your liver is trying to process those infections out. So your body's trying to get the bloodstream clean, and where does it all go? Well, your lymph will put its toxins into your veins. Your veins will take the blood to the heart. The heart will oxygenate it through the action of the lungs. So you have plasma that could have basically infections roaming around if it didn't get killed off by the oxygen. Well, this blood then is transferred down to your liver and to your kidneys, and your body will either try to take those infections and put it through your liver and gallbladder into your fecal matter to be excreted through a bowel movement. Or it will send it to your kidneys to help it get urinated out. Now, all this will cause joint pain because your liver 
There's two mechanisms. There's many mechanisms, actually. But your liver is responsible for helping you create DNA and RNA and collagen and glucosamine through the action of methylation and the homocysteine cycle. Your body has certain cycles that your body will take nutrients, especially within the liver, and helps you detoxify stuff in the liver, but also helps you rebuild your tendons and your ligaments. That is why Chinese medicine, the liver is connected with the tendons and the ligaments and the connective tissue. So the more your liver has to work by cleaning your blood, the weaker your process of methylation can become, causing joint pain because the joints become loose and immobile because there's not enough support through that methylation process to create fortified joint ligaments tendons and connective tissue further yet many infections like lyme disease rickettsia parasites many of these infections when they get through the bloodstream love to go into the white and gray matter they love to go of the body this connective tissue they love the joints because the joints are made of glucosamine glucose plus an amino an amine a protein source they like to eat that food, and so they will find their way into the joints. It could be the hands, like an RA. It could be in the shoulders and hips. So you start to see these individuals that have chronic sore joints because their digestion and their liver is off, and they also have the infections in the joints eating away at the joints. If you look at Chinese medicine, you can look at the pathway of the liver, the gallbladder, meridians, and they line themselves up all through the shoulders, the hips, the knees, the ankles. So if you can clean the leaky gut and clean the liver at the same time in the gallbladder, you'll start to see that your joint pain will start to reduce. I always tell patients, they have to rebuild the liver. They have to do that by what? First, helping the leaky gut symptoms. Number seven, guys, guys malabsorption. Basically, Dr. Ack says, you are what you digest. So malabsorption is a, a problem where there can be placking or biofilm that builds up in the digestive layers or digestive system, preventing nutrients from flowing in through those pores into your bloodstream. So think of it like an apartment complex for infections. Infections like bacteria, like the H. pylori or the salmonella, strep, like even strep throat, strep pyogenes, strep mitis, agalesiae, um, staph infections, when they have, they've been found to be in coatings, literally plaque coatings in the digestive tract. And when this gets into that area of the digestive tract, any layer, it can be in the stomach down to the small intestine, you'll start to see that nutrients can't go through that placking very efficiently because those infections come out and they'll eat up a lot of the nutrients even before it gets into the bloodstream. So they have an apartment complex right near the pores so they can eat the food and then jump right into the bloodstream and go travel somewhere else. Further yet, with malabsorption, they say that there is an interconnection, basically a, um, a basically what they call it, like a, a quorum. I cannot believe, I can't remember what they say it was. It was almost like a connective relationship of communication between biofilms in the body. So one biofilm with infections can signal to another infection site telling them that there is antibodies on the loose. So they actually protect each other. So malabsorption happens, and so you don't get your proper nutrients or your vitamins, and so the body starts to get depleted because you cannot get rid of all these plaques and biofilms. So biofilm is good to be cleaned out, and I love using biofilm busters, which usually involve different types of enzymes. You have to check with your primary care physician. Remember, everything on here is not personal health care advice. This is just giving you education. I've seen nat natokinase work and acerapeptase, I've seen different types of uh, enzymes used to tear away these biofilms, but you can't do it too quickly. If you do it too quickly, it'll make you feel sick. 
So you have to do it very slow and find a good healthcare practitioner to help with this and it will improve your malabsorption. The next is going to be skin issues. Uh, skin issues being like, you know, uh, acne, eczema, psoriasis. These are the things that are heavy indicators that there's something going on in the digestive tract. And the reason why is because your skin is the largest organ. It is there to help push out infections or toxins if your digestive tract can't do it. So let's say you have leaky gut, you have ulcerative colitis or Crohn's, and your body is a bit weak and can't have a proper bowel movement. What if you have constipation or if you have forms of diarrhea and you just don't have a solid digestive tract to pull in the nutrients and you can't fight off the infections? What if those infections are going rampant? They're in your liver and your gallbladder and your kidneys and they get into your sinus glands. This can happen. What happens? The area that's most infected, your body's gonna try its best to push it out as quick as possible. If it cannot bowel movement those infections out or urinate them out, it's gonna try to go through your skin. So it's gonna push it out through the skin. I want you to look at the facial chart in Chinese medicine, and even the body, you can look at all the meridians and find out if there's skin issues, eczema, rashes, um, acne, psoriasis, that follow certain acupuncture lines and you'll find out where those infections probably are, which organs they're in. And the foot and the, the face chart in Chinese medicine will show you certain areas that are uh, related to acne. Like right here on the cheeks could be the lungs, the lower cheeks could be the large intestine, the corners of the mouth, the duodenum of the stomach, the chin going to be the reproductive, the forehead being the small intestine, the, the ridge of the brow is going to be, I mean the brow line is going to be the bladder, the temples are going to be the spleen. You'll start to see even the ears have a lot to do with the heart and the top of the ears with the kidneys. The kidneys are right below the eyes, baggy, dark eye, um, uh, eyes, and even right above, swelling above the, on the eyelid, that's the gallbladder. So skin issues are important. Once you clean leaky gut, you'll start to see that the skin issues can dissipate because you're cleaning the source, which is the infections and toxins within the areas of the digestive tract. And guys, last but not least, Number nine is mood, which would have to be with depression, anxiety, bipolar. And so you're going to see that these things are happening within the body because where are all most of your neurotransmitters created? In your gut. You can get uh, the effects of your nutrient intake directly relates to how you build the neurotransmitters in your brain. Serotonin is a big example. Dopamine. There are hundreds of neurotransmitters that, that are not even named in most of our healthcare um, um, publications that are created in the gut. And so the healthier your gut, the more you create healthy serotonin and dopamine. Now, one of the things that you'll start to see with serotonin is that serotonin is responsible for helping you modulate sleep, of course, through the action of melatonin 5-HTP, but it also it helps regulate the mood because it's related to the gene MAO, monoamine oxidase. If you have improper levels of serotonin, they've shown that through research and through clinical research that the MAO is called the warrior gene, which means people can be very aggressive and be very, very hostile if their serotonin levels are not sufficient and cannot be broken down by this gene, the enzyme MAO. So A, if you have gut dysfunction, and you have a problem with creating serotonin and have a problem giving nutrients to create dopamine, you then set yourself up to have more aggressiveness, more anxiety, OCD, ADHD, ADD. All these are direct results of improper serotonin balance. And you have dopamine in there, you're going to have deep depression. Because serotonin is your happy chemical, dopamine is your pleasure chemical. If you can't meet those demands, you're going to see individuals, like, like I said, with the OCD and ADHD, but even bipolar, so you have to get these things regulated within the digestive tract. You have to heal the leaky gut. We're going to talk about the triggers and what to do because 
once you heal the inflammatory processes, you're going to start to see that you can get your anxiousness and your depression reduced just by how you eat and how you take care of your digestion. So those are the nine, nine core things you need to look out for. I'm going to look here. We got to do, we got to remove the triggers. Okay. So the triggers are going to be number one is going to be things like gluten and refined sugar, fake fats, trans fats. Um, you want to reduce those refined starches and carbs, things you find in candy bars and candies. You need to reduce cow dairy because there's a lot of galactose in it, a lot of sugars. Reduce soy. Now, not all of these are bad guys. I'm saying for leaky gut, these are things to look out for because they can be inflammatory with an individual with damaged gut. So if you remove the gluten, remove excess grains. Grains, again, that are highly toxic with pesticides that we've seen, like corn, even rice has much pesticides on it, even oats. You had to find a good organic clean source and even get a food sensitivity test to see if you're uh, allergic or sensitive to these and then avoid them. But on the general, these are the foods I'd remove, especially refined sugars to not build up that inflammation process in the gut and then not feed the infections. Number two, we want to repair the gut. So we're going to remove those types of foods. We're going to repair the gut. And Dr. Axe loves to recommend probiotics and things like bone broth and fermented foods like kimchi or um, any type of kombucha, sauerkraut. Each individual is different. Not everybody needs the same probiotic. In fact, in my office, I don't give individuals multi-probiotics that often. I actually give them individualized probiotics. And if they can't handle it, I give them a multi-probiotic. Your gut is like a military base, depending on which military base is rampant. If your genetic line has given you, let's say an example, the army of probiotics in your gut, and you have an infection, and that army is starving, you can use things like prebiotics. Prebiotics are like Jerusalem artichoke or inulin. Inulin. And those can actually feed good bacteria. And if you feed the proper bacteria in your gut for your genetic line, you usually see that they'll thrive. But let's say you take a probiotic that has too many uh, species in it. The one thing you have to be mindful of is that you can add the Navy in or the, mil or the Marines. And they may not all be favorable to your environment. So I'm always saying if you have too much bloating or gas after taking a probiotic, you need to find a probiotic strain or strains that doesn't cause this, but it helps you have healthier bowel movements, solid, soft, not too soft, but solid, soft stools, and actually helps you sleep at night and have sustained energy. When you find that probiotic, that's the one for you. So you can find multi-strains or single strains. Bone broth is good because bone broth basically heals the lining. My mom gave that to me. We did that in Korean food. Basically boil the bones for all day, maybe two days, and just start to see like those healing mechanisms of the bone incorporate into the fluid and into the soup. And that actually is repairing the lining. And it's shown in clinical research that it actually helps repair the lymphocytic structures, the white blood cell structures in the gut, and helps repair because there's such good proteins in there that are meant to be absorbed by your body. Try bone broth. Fermented foods. Some people can eat fermented foods. Fermented foods may work for some and not for others. And the reason being is because some individuals can't break down sulfur. Certain individuals have a sulfur enzyme deficiency. If you can't eat fermented foods without getting gassy or feeling bloated, then that is the reason because sulfur type foods may not be for you. It's called the sulfur oxidase, SUOX enzyme. And so you have SULT, the sulfur transferase enzyme. These actually help break down sulfur easily. 
And so you'll start to see that these types of foods can be very hard on the system. So if you can do kimchi like I can, that's great. But if you have a really bad sulfur issue where you can't do it, it may not be the best for you, but you still have bone broth and probiotics. So the next one's going to be the right supplements. We're talking about digestive enzymes. And I like digestive enzymes. Look at your digestive enzymes and find out the source of the digestive enzymes, how they grow them. Certain individuals are sensitive to mold. Certain digestive enzymes are created through molds. Now, there's great products out there, but some certain people can't handle that. So that's why they're sensitive to it. But I say if a digestive enzyme does not make you nauseous or doesn't make you feel too upset in the stomach, because some of them can because they can be very strong. But if they don't, you found the right one. I have a certain digestive enzyme I use because it never makes me feel a little nauseous because sometimes they're so strong, they actually can cause rebellious stomach. They'll actually push up a little bit of gas and bloating up through the esophagus, and that's why you feel bloated or feel nauseous. But find that digestive enzyme that makes you feel at ease and always helps you feel comfortable, even if you're eating something that is not the most favorable to you in the past. So I love digestive enzymes. I like using uh, herbs such as noni. Noni is a very good digestive cleanser. I love Chinese coptis. It helps clean the gallbladder out. And I love to use things that are very nourishing. I love mangista. It's an Ayurvedic herb that actually helps soothe the stomach and helps the lymph to flow. And I love ginger. Ginger is a great one. And it actually helps with blood pressure as well. So these are just some examples. You know, noni, mangista, Chinese coptis. Um, even people use turmeric to help with digestive problems and, and ginger. So we want these supplements to help out. So if you research noni, that's one of the biggest ones that cleanses the, cleanses the body. And if you look at Chinese coptics, it's really good for the liver and the gallbladder to help the stomach to heal as well. Um, there's a few other that I really like to, to mention, but I mean, I love, uh, I said ginseng, but I like ginger too. American ginger is just really great for helping the stomach lining heal. Um, the last part is to re-inoculate. That's what um, Dr. Axe loves to talk um, uh, with his um, teaching programs is to, to re-inoculate with probiotics. Uh, again, we talked about probiotics just a minute ago, but remember, find those uh, bacteria that are favorable to you. And some individuals do a biome test. I'm sorry, a biome test. Biome's a company, but biome, B-I-O-M-E. And you can find out which are heightened levels of probiotics that are in your gut or bad bacteria. And then these companies will give you an idea of what bacteria help fight those types of bacteria in, in their own way. Now, if you get the bacteria that goes in and starts to kill off the bad bacteria, the thing you have to be careful of is that if it works too heavy, it can actually cause you to have more bloating and make you feel distended and make you feel sick. So you want to try to do things in small increments. Try the probiotic, but do a half a capsule and see how you feel. And you may want to work your way up all the way to a full capsule. But that's why I like to say find, even if it's a multi-complex of probiotics, find the one that doesn't make you bloated or feel distended or nauseous because when you find the right one, you're going to find a gold, gold gems for you because the, you're going to find out that these are going to go in there and help heal your gut lining even quicker and help you with enzyme production, help you with breakdown of toxins, and help you with your neurological um, fortitude. It actually helps you with brain activity. So find the right probiotic for you. I don't push any brands. I just think that I usually use different ones that are um, uh, individual. I use that are single strands at the very beginning, and then I work my way up to multi. So guys, I hope this has been informative. We have been talking about this. I've been going on for a while, but I want you to check out the Healing Leaky Gut quiz and see about what type of leaky gut that you have. I hope this podcast has been informative. And guys, if you have questions, uh, please send it our way and uh, then we can shoot out some more podcasts about questions that we can answer for you. 
Um, until the next time, you know, just know that uh, we just are so appreciative for everybody out there that listens in to the Ancient Health Podcast. And this is a very important subject, guys. If you suspect leaky gut, please get these things checked out. Find a good healthcare practitioner, holistic practitioner, good kinesiologist or Chinese medicine practitioner, and see what you can do to start healing this part of your life because your every other area is going to heal from it. Okay, guys, until next time, enjoy this day. This is Dr. Motley signing off. We'll talk soon.